0: Welcome to the See Me Now Special Edition Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman, here with my co-host, Caitlin Birdsall. And we are joined today by Chris McCoy. He is WCCC's fire science program lead and a battalion chief for GJ Fire. So you are doing a lot of stuff. You have a busy schedule. So we're so thankful that you're here today for the show. Awesome.
1: Yeah. thanks for having me. You've
0: been in fire for 27 years that means you have a lot of stories you've been around the block a time or two when it comes to to knowing everything about what it means to be a firefighter. What what got you into firefighting and why did you want to go that route?
1: Uh just have a just a heart for helping people truly and and being able to, you know, have a career and make a living doing something that you love and being able to truly help people and and have a positive impact on their lives. It's just been a tremendous blessing.
2: And taking it back maybe to, you know, the beginning of what made you first decide, all right, I'm going to pursue my career as a firefighter. I mean, did you always know, or did you maybe bounce around beforehand? I'm always interested to hear that.
1: Um, I kind of always knew, you know, when I was a kid, the the show emergency come on and, and, uh, Saturday nights when the show came on, you'd hear the music, man, my world stopped. And I went and flopped down in front of the TV to watch that show and just loved, loved the show and fire trucks and firefighters and, and the job they did. And, and it was something I always remembered, you know, did kind of bounce around, did a lot of other things in between, but uh, really just kind of came back to it when that opportunity arose and um, certified as an EMT, started working uh, on an ambulance and then was a volunteer firefighter for a number of years. And then I've been full time career firefighter for the last 26 years. So.
0: Do you see that often? I mean, are there a lot of firefighters who maybe aren't sure exactly where they want to go? Like they know they want to help people, like you, um, but then they, you know, try out being an EMT or maybe maybe they want to be um, like a nurse's aide or something, and then they end up saying, "Oh, I actually fires were where it's at." Or do you think being a firefighter is like the first thing people think of?
1: I think it, it kind of depends. You know it. I think there's a lot of people that, that kind of see being a firefighter is just kind of cool, you know, but they don't really know maybe how to go about it, how to get into the, the fire service or really what all it entails. Um, so, but there are a lot of different avenues, you know, Firefighting's not a career for everyone, just the same as, as nursing or CNA or, or being a dentist or anything else. There's a lot of ways that you can help people and it's, you know, it's not always a career path for everybody.
0: What I, what I love about firefighters, I think in, in general, and this is a broad statement, but I'm going to make it, is that, I mean, ever since I'm a, I was a little kid, I feel like firefighters are always invested in their community. They're always at community events. They're always friendly. You see them walking down the street or at a restaurant or driving by and they always wave, you know, from the truck. I feel like there's really that community aspect. Is that built into a firefighter culture? or How do you get there?
1: I think it is. I think it's definitely ingrained in our culture. Um, you know, we're we're here for the community. Our whole existence is to help the community in their time of need, and um, it's something that all of us enjoy. And, and typically, if it's something that you you don't really have a passion for, you generally kind of find another avenue you know another another career path or something else but the folks that, that get into this career and they really enjoy that it's it's a it's a big aspect of what we do we enjoy just that helping and being part of the community and yeah going to community events going and doing school programs and teaching stop drop and roll or teaching CPR at the safety fair or you know, heck, we even go and, you know, we'll take the fire truck out in the spring and we'll go to water days for the schools and we'll, you know, wet the kids down with a fire hose <laughs> and and kind of just show them around the fire truck. We do tours at the grocery store. Hey, okay? you know, they want to come and, and see a fire truck and stuff for the little kids and firefighters are really just a, a bunch of big kids at heart. So it, it kind of fits in well with us.
2: So firefighting is inherently more of a dangerous job than say something like I do, which is marketing and communications. You know, I'm never running into a burning building. I'm not, you know, rescuing people after a car accident or, you know, anything along those lines. So when you decided to get into the firefighting career, did that thought pass your mind or come through your mind of like, this could be potentially hazardous to myself? Or was it you saw all the other benefits and that was kind of an afterthought?
1: No, I don't, I don't think, you know, we we all understand the risks and the hazards of what we do, but we don't necessarily dwell on it. Um, we kind of tackle each of those different aspects, those those risks, those challenges with you know combination of training and knowledge and education and teamwork. Uh, we do everything we can to kind of minimize those risks and and do it, but we don't we don't focus a lot of our a lot of our time on it.
0: The fire, the fire service. I mean, it's made up of both male and female, but I'm going to use this term loosely, um, kind of like a brotherhood. Would you say you've been in in the field for 26 years? Are you connected to all these men and women that you've been serving alongside the whole time? Do you build these really strong bonds and relationships with them? Absolutely. It's
1: really, you know, we consider our 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 crews, the people we work with at the fire station, as as a second family. Um, we spend almost as much time with them as, as we do with our actual families at home. Um, so you do, you know, spending 24 hours or 48 hours at a time with these guys. You you really learn to know, you know, them, you know, their spouses, you know, their kids. I uh, spend a lot of really quality time with them and you you do build that bond. You build a relationship with them. And that's one of the one of the best aspects, truly, of being in the fire service is just that that bond, that brotherhood.
0: Is there is there something that is completely wrong or unique or would surprise our listeners about being a firefighter, something that maybe they wouldn't know, like an inside kind of thing? Just
2: trying to get the dirt on firefighters
0: <laughs> here, <Yeah>. I <right? laughs> think. Yeah, yeah, tell me, yeah, me all I'm your not,
1: secrets. I'm not telling any <laughs> secrets. No. Uh, no. Just just a bunch of normal people. Um, really the fire services across section of our community, you know, so we have Men, men, women, tall, short, everything in between, uh, all different walks of life, all different really pathways to get to where we are. But we're really there for, for a common goal. But we're just regular people doing a job.
2: So I feel like our students at WCCC are really lucky to have you as the program lead since you do have this wealth of knowledge and so much experience. So can you talk to us about what made you want to get involved with Western Colorado Community College and specifically helping to start this fire science program?
1: You bet. Um, I've always enjoyed teaching. You know, I love just working with students and particularly in firefighter skills and things, and just sharing, you know, something that I'm very passionate about in my career and helping people and being able to, to teach younger folks or newer people really what that's about, you know, and, and again, share that passion with them. Uh, I enjoy being in the classroom. I enjoy seeing that, that light bulb moment come on when something starts to click with them. and. Uh, this, the fire science program is something we've wanted for years in this community and which just has taken a while to, to finally gain some traction. And I am super excited to be here and, and be part of the initial program and, and getting it off the ground. And um, I think it's going to be really successful. And uh, yeah, just it's very excited to be here. Very blessed.
2: And we should mention that this is the very first semester of our fire science program. So thank you for taking the time to come down and chat with us during the first week of classes for the first (laughs) semester of this program.
1: (laughs) Yes, ma'am. The first of the first of the
0: first. Mm -hmm. Being a part of fire for close to three decades, how has it changed? What are you seeing different techniques or are are things evolving? I, I assume that they are.
1: Absolutely. I think it's, it's always evolving you know technology is always just leapfrogging um ahead you know we've gone from a lot more maybe more of a oh maybe more of a of a manual job you know 25, 30 years ago that really there was probably there's a commu- computer in the station that email was still fairly new at that point and where that's really our most common communication form now, uh, having computers in the trucks that have mapping programs and GPS and that they give us the call information and the address and directions to where we're going and um, Really, and just you know, safety of the fire trucks, anti-lock brakes, all these different safety features that we take for granted that we didn't have back then. I started riding in the back seat of a of a fire truck that was open in the back, and uh, it was hot in the summertime, and it was cold in the wintertime, and we didn't care. That's just what we had, and you know, where you look at the fire trucks today, it's it's completely different. So, um, but I think the job itself is still the same. The core mission of why we're here. Is still the same. We're doing fewer f- actual fires than we used to, but we're doing a lot more other things. You know, medical assistance and medical calls um, take up majority of our day. It's about eighty percent of what we do anymore. So I think that part's definitely on the rise.
0: Why less fires? That's interesting. Well,
1: I think it's a combination of of several years of good education in fire prevention. You know, how to reduce the number of fires, increases in quality of construction. And safety features that are built into new buildings—sprinkler systems, fire alarms, those sort of things. Upgrades in electrical code and enforcement, um, and then just again, you know, solid teaching from grade school on of the hazards of fires and and being safe with, you know, matches and candles and all those sorts of things. So I think it's a combination of it.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Because I know even for myself, like I remember it was probably you know starting a couple of years ago. I kept seeing like PSAs around a few at Thanksgiving time to, with if you have a frozen turkey. Do not like put it if you're going to what was it not like boil it outside, but like deep fry. It. That's Don't, the word don't I'm put it in the for. deep
1: fryer on a wooden like, deck. No.
2: I remember seeing videos <laughs> and photos, and that's like ingrained in my brain. So I'm like, okay, we will never deep fry a frozen turkey. Right? see
1: it worked. It, uh-huh, was, effective, yeah. it was effective. It was effective messaging. Did.
2: Or like with candles in my office. I haven't. I have candles, but I don't burn them because I'm always worried like what if I forget to blow it out and I burn down our building? And so I don't do it.
1: (laughs) See, we've been successful. (laughs) You
2: have, at least with me. I don't know about the rest of our listeners. So let's go back to the WCCC program. I'd like to know a little bit more about... If somebody signs up and enrolls, what can they expect? Because I know before we started talking to you and before I found out that we were bringing this program to WCCC, I don't think I quite realized that there were certificates and degrees that firefighters could attain or that they'd want to obtain before entering the field. So could you talk to us about like what is the program actually entail?
1: Yeah, you bet. So it's designed as a, an Associates of Applied Science degree program. So it's a two-year program, um, but there's a lot of stops along the way. Uh, typically, firefighting—you don't necessarily have to have an, a degree to get on with a fire department. Uh, most departments require an, an emergency medical technician or EMT certification, uh, which we also teach here through the college. But it really—it gives you an opportunity for someone that that doesn't maybe know if this is truly what they want to do, or they want to find out um, to kind of come and explore what it is. And we teach everything from the orientation and fire service history on up through, uh, you know, advanced strategy and tactics and leadership skills for fire department officers. Um, and really everything in between. We'll do what we call our fire academy, which is, um, it, it's titled "Firefighter One." It's it's basic level firefighting skills. It lasts a semester, but it truly it teaches you the bread and butter skills of being a firefighter: pulling hoses, being able to put ladders up against a building, go in and do searches for victims, um, and all sorts of things like that. And that you can get a certificate of completion for that, and then you would be able to take that to a potential employer and say, "Hey, I've been through this fire academy," and that. The benefit to the employer is it potentially could save a lot of training time and money for hiring this employee, but truly kind of helps set our our students up to be better qualified to go out and get that job in the marketplace, whether they're just doing the certificate for the firefighter, or if they go ahead and pursue the whole degree program, every class they take, everything that we do here is designed to give them more education, more experience and give them that leg up in the hiring process.
2: Yeah. And so you mentioned future employers. So I know that both CMU and WCCC are really ingrained in our community and we really have an ear out there to what are the needs that are... Um, regional businesses have. So was there a need in the community or were there organizations that came to WCCC and were like, we could really use this training or um, this type of education?
1: Yeah, it was a really a joint relationship between college, you know, knowing that there's a need and then our area uh, departments saying, yeah, there's, you know, reinforcing, there's definitely a need for twofold. One, uh, the, the college aspect of it, the degree aspect that, uh, now, our folks can, can pursue that degree for career advancement for increased education, higher education needs, as well as that basic level training that will allow them to hire qualified people that already come in with some training and some of those things. And it saves the employer a lot of money and a lot of time on their side to hire somebody that has that experience. So, really, just trying to build a program that meets those, those uh, employers' needs and uh, build something that's going to be valuable for both sides.
0: I think when most people think of firefighters, they automatically think bravery. And I'm wondering, is is that inherent? Is that learned when you first started on the service? Were you gung-ho and like, yeah, I'm running into this building and everyone else is running out?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that really necessary bravery really crosses your mind so much. Um, but it is it is exciting. And... You know, like I said, we we manage the risks with education and training and practice, lots and lots and lots of practice. So we try to measure measure that risk with the reward, you know, and we we modify our tactics or our our strategies based on, you know, what is there, is there something salvageable there? Is there is there a a reward at the end of this risk, you know, that's worth what we're doing. And, um, But certainly, I, I can tell you from my experience back when I was a young firefighter, we did a lot of things that were probably a little too foolish just because <laughs> we were, you know, we didn't know any better. You know, we would just run in and, and did our job and, and, uh, you know, we definitely had somebody watching over us while we did some of those things. But, you know, we try to, uh, I was telling my students this week, really, we're trying to create thinking firefighters. Firefighters that are looking at every situation and they're assessing what's going on. They're recognizing changing conditions, recognizing potential for what may happen or where we're where we're headed with the incident. and That they're they're thinking on their feet rather than just being a robot that goes and does what they're told.
0: In another life, I used to be a reporter, and I I remember this story that I did, and it was some training with some firefighters, mm-hmm. and it is out in the desert, and they're just they're just lighting stuff on fire, right? It's just like, I don't know if they built these buildings just to like light them up or how it worked, but is that part of the training that, does that happen? Is that still a thing? Is that part of what you're talking about here?
1: It is. Yeah. We, we have a number of different options um, that we use for actual fire training. You know, we practice uh, car fires, dumpster fires, actual building fires. Occasionally we'll get a um, uh, somebody that has an old building or an old house that they wanna, wanna get rid of. And depending on the condition and, and some other factors, you know, we'll try to go in and we'll do practice fires in this building. And it's, it's experience that we just can't recreate you know, or can't simulate. So uh, being able to do live fires is, is very, very much an advantage for us. We have a new uh, training facility out in the Whitewater area that actually has a, a burn building that we can do live fires in, and that's been a tremendous benefit to our area to be able to go and actually do that real fire training with with all of our folks from from the from the new guys to the older guys.
0: Is there anything about the program that we haven't mentioned today that you you want everyone to know about?
1: You know, I think really just that that it's here and it's available, um, and you can come in and take one class or you can take the whole two-year degree program and really anything in between. If you have an interest in just taking the fire academy, you can come and do that. If you want to come and you want to learn more about the fire code and uh, fire protection systems, you can take a, take a class doing that, but really that we're here and that there's a ton of options. And if you're curious about whether firefighting might be the, the gig for you, then, you know, you're welcome to come and talk to me, come sit on a few, sit in on a few classes and, and see if it's something you like.
0: I love that. Well, thank you, Chris McCoy, for being here. You've been a delight. Thanks to all of our listeners um, for being here. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts.